0: city, yeah. D.C., that's where I'm from, 11.30 hey, Dre. podcast, we Dre, your wheels, is baby. the one, hey. let's get it, who with me, let's get it, who with yeah. me, I'm from the city, yeah. D.C., that's he where went. I'm from, let's get see. it, 11.30 yeah. podcast, hey. Dre, your hey, wheels, is the one, one nigga. let's he get breeze, it. Baby.
1: Yo, what it do, everybody? It's your man Drake, a.k.a. Drake on Wheels. This is episode 55 of the 1130 podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling. What's good, everybody? Doing out there? appreciate you guys joining us back here for another exciting episode of Talk Pro Wrestling. Good morning, good night, good afternoon to all my listeners all across the world, man. It's going to be a very exciting episode. All the listeners in the States, Germany, the UK, Canada, all over, man. I appreciate you guys joining us back here for Talk Pro Wrestling. My man Gator Live is back, of course, man. The co-host of this month, man, on the podcast. So you know it's going to be another great one, you guys. I told you guys last week, man. I had an amazing guest that's lined up this week for the podcast, you guys. They're going to be joining us in just a bit, you guys. But if you guys also, if you guys are watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button down below, like it, leave a comment, it, do all that good stuff. Share it, and uh don't forget to follow the Eleven Thirty Podcast. On all social media platforms. But you guys, like I was saying, our wonderful guest that's going to be joining us today, you guys um, Manny and Jason, you guys. Um, they are the WWE Curtain Call Kids. Um, Manny, uh, as you can see in the video, along with his friend Jason, who's recording it, um, they're from Long Island, New York. They're going to be joining us here on the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling this week. Um, They have been all over the place for the last month or so, you guys, uh, with the Shawn Michaels A&E documentary coming out, um, and them, you know, telling their story and whatnot with that. So that's going to be great, you guys. But uh, Gator Live, man, what's going on with you?
2: Nothing too much, man. Just trying to make sure I weather this heat, you know, I was sharing with you a little while ago, uh, you know, it gets hot up here in Georgia and it gets hotter when you ain't got no air conditioning. So they are in there trying to get that stuff taken care of, you know, they working on it. So other than that, I'm good to go, man. I'm ready to get it started with this special guest we got, man.
1: Hey, that's what's up, man. I'm ready to get it started. I feel you, man. It's it's pretty hot, man. It's hot over here in D.C. too. But uh, (laughs) we're going to get into everything, man. All pro wrestling. Uh, Like I said, my guests uh, this week, Manny and Jason from Long Island, New York. Uh, Manny, Jason, how's it going? Very good. Thank you for having us. It's
3: good, guys. Thanks for having us. No
1: problem. no problem no problem No problem. this is going to be a very fun episode um just like my guy uh gator said um man uh we're going to start off first of all how, how you guys stay going whoever, whoever want to go first <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Jay.
3: you're froze there manny <laughs> i'm all good but i'm yeah, thank you. Good. I had a good yes.
1: yeah okay cool 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 um but uh Yo, I, I have an awesome guest here this week on the podcast, Jason and Manny, like I was saying. They were featured on the AME documentary, man. Um, you guys, man, I got to ask you guys, how did this interview come about?
4: Uh, Well, it started with someone reaching out to Jason. Jason, you want to elaborate how that happened?
3: Yeah, sure. So uh, I got a call uh, last year uh, from uh, a, a director um of doing these uh, documentaries on a and e um and he just he called me He, you know um actually he called he left a message so you know i didn't know if it was uh if legit so i obviously i um called him back told me who he was he said yeah i'm doing a documentary on sean michaels we want to do a segment on the curtain call and uh so he just wanted to know um you know kind of what what our involvement was with that he 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 heard uh you know, what the current call was, he was an old school wrestling guy. So he just wanted me to kind of, kind of just basically tell him what happened that night. And, and that, uh, he was kind of, you know, kind of impressed that we had the only footage that was ever out there, you know? So, um, uh, unfortunately, uh, the, the plan was for me to, to end Manny, to both get interviewed, but due to COVID restrictions, it just made it very uh, difficult. I'm, I'm not up north. I'm down south in Florida and um and i was supposed to get interviewed but it just never happened uh but fortunately manny was able to uh to get interviewed um he you know was up in new york and uh he was able to uh to meet up with uh the uh the director uh joe and and wherever he was set up and uh, so that's how that that came about um unfortunately i wasn't you know uh, there was no picture of me and Manny in, in the, the documentary, but I was mentioned in the credits, so that that's cool. I don't know if anybody watched the end of the credits, but during the archival footage, it does uh, just mention my name. It doesn't say what for, but, you know, I'll take it.
1: <laughs> hey, man. That's right. pretty cool.
2: <laughs>
1: right. It, every little bit helps. <laughs> every little <Yeah>. bit <laughs>
4: helps, man. Yeah. That's and you awesome. know what? You know what? It should have been the other way around because I was stealing Jason's spotlight because he was the one holding the camera. I was the annoying guy <laughs> screaming in the background. And, you know, he's really the curtain call kid. I'm like the curtain jerker of the team. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: <laughs> That's interesting. Um, did you guys uh, have a, a close relationship with the WWE or have, you know, how you want to call them? Did you guys still do or did have a close relationship for them to? you know continually uh use the footage and also you guys you know reaching out to
4: uh, guys. Since, since 2014 we've been in contact with uh, wwe their producers ever since then so it's, it's been a nice ride and wwe's been really good to us and everything they've done for us obviously for the right reasons you know yeah. it, it's been a nice 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 ride okay okay cool <laughs> we going we're gonna
1: dive into all of that more because that's some exciting stuff um and that happened in uh what 1995 um i wasn't even a wrestling fan there you know i came in about what 98 or something like that so you know it's it's so cool to uh, chat with you guys on an awesome moment and a an historic moment uh, to say that uh in uh, pro wrestling but um up until you know this moment in time how, how long have you guys been wrestling fans?
4: I've been a wrestling fan since 1987. Okay. Okay. Jason.
3: Yeah. Late eighties, late eighties for me as well. Uh, just got fascinated with, you know, the golden era, um, Hogan, Andre, uh, warrior savage, you know, all those guys, uh, just became hooked on it, uh, during that, during, during that time. And, and, uh, watched throughout the nineties and then, uh, then stopped. And then occasionally I'll watch here and there, but, uh, pretty much eighties and nineties was the, uh, the core years of, uh, pro wrestling for, for me as a fan.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Cool.
3: Cool. It was a cool. good Easton. time to be a fan of pro wrestling right there,
2: man. <laughs> Late eighties. <80s. laughs> I mean, was it, now, was it always just WWF or were you, we're crossing enemy lines over there to be at a WCW uh, enthusiast as well.
4: Well, I did it all. I mean, I did the NWA, I did the WCW, and then when I discovered ECW back in uh, late 94, I started getting hooked on that, and then I started watching, oh, here's USWA, here's SMW, here's FMW, here's New Japan, here's All Japan. Boom, I'm hooked. Mm -hmm. so
2: you You went worldwide oh yeah (laughs) hey
1: that's cool man that's really really cool um but like i said uh that that extraordinary moment um in in uh may of uh 1995 actually may 19th of 1995 you guys were going to um a a live event 96 um, Actually, 96. I'm sorry. Yeah, 96. Yeah, uh, and you guys were going to a house show, you know, a live event, not televised. How was the energy, like, outside the building before you guys went?
3: Um, well, whenever you go to an event at the Garden, at least back then, it was always – there was always excitement. I mean, they, they drew a pretty good crowd, even though if the, the matches, on you know, on the card were not that, um, that big, there was still, you know – it was the garden. So, I mean, it was just the, at- being, being in the, atmo- you know, being there, the atmosphere was just, was just awesome. I mean, man, he knows I was kind of, I always was like, man, MSG is the place, you know? And, uh, you know, and uh, we always used to, we went to NASA Coliseum where like nothing ever happened, you know, fake title mm. changes, you know, uh, jobber matches. Um, but always at the garden just, just seemed a little bit, The was put on their A-game there, you know.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, Yeah, and Madison Square Garden was like, every house show felt like either a pay-per-view or close to a pay-per-view where something little would happen to spark the crowd. And, you know, they had to because, you know, the crowd was crazy. And they had to do a little, you know, some sort of angle or, you know, Brooklyn Brawler winning the Battle Royal or just random things they would do, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, Okay. I heard about Madison Square Garden. Of course, it's like the mega of uh, shows to go to. Um, right.
4: Have
1: you uh, Have you guys been to a WrestleMania? We have, been to,
4: yeah. We've been to a few, and all of them were out of state. I've been to Texas, Connecticut, Boston, 11, 14, 33, something like that.
3: I've
4: oh, been okay. to a few.
1: Okay, so you guys never attended the WrestleManias that were, were at Madison Square Garden? Never, I haven't. No. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, I did.
4: I did happen to go to WrestleMania 11, which is in Connecticut, but that was like a house show. It felt like. I mean, the the card was terrible. I don't, yeah. I, with all due respect, I love ba- I love Bam Bam Bigelow, but you know, LT in the main event it it just was like a mid-card show, the whole the whole
2: thing <laughs> oh come yeah. on man you got a little bam bam with the flames <laughs> getting, bam bam getting sacked down by LT <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was probably coked out might have been coked out his mind that particular night it looked like he was <laughs> he could have lifted bam bam by himself so
4: man <laughs> <laughs> hey like bam, it. Bam, bam, bam bam deserved that that night though he really did after all the years yeah. of hard work he put in
1: yeah, he did deserve that. Even though that was one of the weirdest WrestleMania main events, though, of all time, though. But uh yep. hey, that, that, that was cool. Um, but of course, like on this night in 1996, and I got it getting it right. Uh the main event, of course, went on HBK and Diesel. Um, Manny was just talking about he's a big HBK fan. What was about what was it about HBK that drew you in as a huge fan?
4: Uh I guess you know, I always liked the Rockers. You know, I, I did like the tag teams, you know, at the time, just about all of them. Um, as soon as he turned heel, you know, I, I liked that cocky attitude that he had. So that's what drew me in. And then from there, it just, boom, I was like, oh, wow, this guy's actually a great wrestler and he can talk on the mic. He's He's got it all. And I was hooked since then.
1: Okay. You guys more of a fans of the heels or the
4: babyfaces? Yeah. Uh, I, I did prefer the heels for some reason. I don't know. I mean, back then, <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people didn't cheer Ted DiBiase or, or Rick Rude, you know. But for some reason, I I really liked the the bad guys as well as the good guys. I liked every character back in the eighties, nineties, because they all all those characters meant something back then, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Now, no, y'all you to multiple events.
2: I mean y'all were talking about kind of bopping around Nassau and those places like that Getting back to the, the video. Was that something that you did a lot? Did you video a lot of the events that you went to or you know pull the camera out and you know Catch a few main events or something like that. Was that something you regularly did?
3: Uh, I started um, I started well, let me let me go back why I started videotaping the shows I, I didn't think it was possible um, to actually s- get a camera in, in the building, especially with security, but you mean smuggle? I, uh, <laughs> smuggle yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I um, like I said, me and Manny, we used to go to the house shows, and uh, you know, b- before I started videotaping, and we noticed through there. This b- was before the internet was big. I mean, we didn't; it was just not readily available. So if you found out somebody had bootlegs uh fan cams that you was through like a newsletter or it was through a friend or rf video those type of places and usually by the time you got your hands on it the quality was just so poor it it was just due to generational loss due to due to the uh copying of you know video to and it was just it was horrible and i was just so pissed off just that I spent, you know, 20, 25 bucks for, for a tape. And it was just, it was just horrible. I mean, just very blurry. The And I said, man, I, I can do a better job than this. And, um, and I was just trying to figure out like, you know, how it's possible. You know, we were teenagers, so, you know, we could kind of get, a, get away with it if we got caught. Um, but they, you know, the camcorders back then, yeah, they were, some of them were big and some were just handy cams. And I had a VHS-C tape, which is like a quarter size of a regular uh, VHS tape. And um, so the camera was small. It was, you know, it was, it was a pain to hold for like two hours, but it wasn't heavy. Yeah,
4: and I was yeah.
3: able to put it in a camera bag. And, you know, so we, we started taping a show at Nassau Coliseum in June of 95. And then uh, a few months later, me and Manny, we went to the garden, taped the taped another show, October 95, November 95. I mean, nothing happened. I mean, there were just house shows, but, yeah. you know, for like we said, the, the garden shows were, were just something special, you know. There was always a little something that they gave you a little more to just get the crowd going. And then uh, I remember at some point Manny was like, man, why do you bring that thing for, you know, um, nothing nothing ever happens. And, and he was right because we did go to these shows and nothing ever happened, and a lot of the matches were just – were just kind of generic matches, you know, they weren't, uh, you would not see a title change. You would not see something that would have been talked about because it probably happened. The same type of match probably happened in the next town over or something, you know, on a tour, because they did a lot of tours and, um, and no, we just, I think for a while in 96, there was like a big stretch. We didn't go for like four months to a house show because we just weren't, we just weren't interested in going. I mean, the the matches were not really that um, – we just didn't feel like going for whatever reason. And then, then we then we saw May 19th, oh, wow, cage match. It's going to be Diesel's last match. He's leaving. Razor's. Um, and it was a Sunday night before a live Raw the next day. Remember, you keep in mind, Raw was taped like – was it every few weeks or something? It was live every few mm-hmm. weeks. They do tapings for like almost a month um, early on.
4: Yeah, for and shows. Yeah, for events
3: and so being that okay it's a it's a sunday event at, at the garden um before the next day is a, is a live raw so something might happen here we weren't expecting like a world title change but something might happen right. in fact the tag team titles changed like that was the highlight of the, the, the of, of the of the event actually we thought, we thought
4: that was it yeah we thought that was our highlight
3: We're like, oh <laughs> right. awesome we saw, we saw a title change we got on camera i mean even though they had their own cameras there filming that because they would have showed it the next night on, on raw, you know, it was kind of their way of promoting the house shows and live events. Like, Hey, anything can happen. You know, that's why you got to go to the, the live events. And they'll probably start doing that again as you know, they start bringing the crowds back. Yeah. And then, uh, so, so to answer your question, I mean, that's, that's kind of what, what kind of got, uh, got me hooked on recording the shows. And yeah, I mean, there was like a time where, we got uh, got caught. Got a little too close. I we mm-hmm. was sat f- further away in the 300s, but <laughs> I I this, it was at the Coliseum. This is another event, and I got a little too close. And security was like, "Nope, give me the You know, give me the, uh, the tapes." And that was uh, that was it. So I got a little too greedy, that's... just getting.
2: And the Manny wasn't you... with me. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's probably why you got caught. That's what I'm. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you didn't have your lookout man, man. <laughs> yeah. <You didn't
4: laughs> but to clarify of uh, you know everybody says even before WDB interviewed us even for the first time is that we we smuggled the camera in we snuck the camera in Jason never actually sneaked it in smuggled it he walked right in with it in plain view and if they made security they asked him if they did ask him what was in the bag he would just open up oh it's a camera boom they let him go cuz they wouldn't oh, wow. think some 16 17 year old would be filming a stupid house show that nothing happened. Boom, all the time. We never snuck it in. We never hit it, we never planned it. Like, oh, make sure you hide this in your pocket. Make sure you hide this here, here. No, it was just like, okay, you got your camera, you got your battery, you got your tape, we're good to go. That's how it went down.
1: Hey man, that's interesting.
4: and the thing is, I used to tell Jake, you know, nothing ever happens at these house shows. I'm glad he didn't listen to me because otherwise we would have gotten <laughs> right. this, you know? Yeah. I was a pain <laughs> in his ass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, right. man,
4: I
1: remember when I started going to house shows, hey, that, that, nothing happened at the house shows. I remember going to two house shows back-to-back back in D.C. and Baltimore, and I was so confused why all the matches were the same, the spots yeah. were the same. I was just so confused. Like, oh, really? Like, Come on, though, man. All oh, right, but uh, um, but uh, also, are you guys the main? You talking about bringing in cameras into the arenas and stuff like that? Um, and of course, when you go to big, uh, events now, or you know, when they were having events, of course, over the loudspeaker, they all say, you know, don't bring in cameras, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Are you guys the main reason why WWE puts up the poster outside the events um, to not bring in cameras now?
3: No, they 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 did that. Way before we started taping, even in on the tickets, if you look at the old tickets, they say no no video, no audio. So they yeah, they I remember Howard Finkel used to say that all the time. You know. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. See, yeah. I saw some I saw some on my guy Manny Page and I was like, Oh, wait a minute, is these the guys so reason why they can't, you know, they put up these posters? I was like, Man, you guys made history that night. For real. Yeah, you guys right. made history. <laughs> yeah. right. Hey man.
2: That's cool, yeah. up that, man. Y'all did make history. Did y'all realize what was happening at that moment when y'all pulled that camera
3: out? At the moment, <laughs> no. we, recorded- we just knew it was no. something cool. It was just something cool because these were guys that we, we followed, you know? Um, and you gotta remember, I know you said you didn't, you weren't, many people were not watching back then. Back mm-hmm. then, wrestling was not, was not popular. It was, it looked, it was kind of a, like a very uh, cartoonish type of uh, product, you know? It wasn't cool. Uh, to, to watch pro wrestling back in the, the mid nineties before the NWO and all that came out. Uh it just it just didn't draw that for pop culture, it just wasn't 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 popular. Yeah, so, you were considered
4: uh, a loser if you watched wrestling.
3: It, so no. which we were seriously yeah <laughs> somewhat <laughs> Yeah.
4: And the thing is like back then you can't tell anybody in your high school, oh, I watched WWF, or I watched WW. Even the guys will you know, they think you're losers and the girls will we won't get a time of the day, but yeah. I didn't give a shit. I didn't care. I, I wore, wore a Bret Hart shirt to school. I wore a half-naked Razor own shirt to school. <laughs> I didn't care because I wanted to meet other wrestling fans. And it wasn't until, like, a few years later where everybody jumped on the wrestling bag. And went, oh, wow, it's Attitude Era. This is so called rock Triple H. Wow. And it's like I didn't care what people thought about me or what I loved. You know, that was my life.
3: Right. Yeah. And yeah, that's how about I met Manny. Face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wore the razor ramon uh, shirt and i was like oh wow this is cool i could you know somebody to talk to about wrestling because oh, there were yeah. a lot of closet fans back then it was like you know nobody it was like hush hush nobody really talked about it you know just for that reason it wasn't it wasn't
2: cool it wasn't real you know right right that was the banner you would wear one of those wrestling shirts out and see if somebody will talk to you or give you the the little nod up, and <laughs> you know that's yeah, something you can talk to about
4: wrestling. You're one mm-hmm. of us, <laughs>
1: right? <laughs>
2: hey
1: man, that's what's up. That's what's up. Can y'all take mm-hmm. us through that moment though? Because uh, obviously, I'm 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 assuming Manny was cheering for uh, Shawn Michaels to win, right. and uh, uh, Jason, you, you you were right along with uh, Manny.
3: Uh, I was no, I was uh, I I like Diesel. I, okay. I was a big Diesel fan. And even though when he was kind of that um, in between, you know, he was kind of a good guy and, and bad guy. I mean, that, if you kind of look back, it's like that's kind of where the Stone Cold kind of character kind of came about. That that uh, anti-establishment kind of uh, superstar, you know, where it was like he's got his fans, but he's really kind of bad, but he's cool because a lot of people like him, you know. So um, you know. Yeah. I, 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 even though he was leaving, I, uh, I still, I still rooted for him. Okay. Yeah. So it was,
1: yeah. So it was some, it was some friendly competition. You had Manny rooting for Sean and you rooting for uh, Diesel,
4: huh?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the
4: thing is, and the thing is, I, I like Diesel too, and I like Razor too. But at that moment, I was so pissed off that they were leaving for WCW that I just let them have it. The classic crazy fan and you know it's like cursing them out and everything and then finally when everything happens i'm cheering them out of nowhere
2: (laughs) Uh,
1: typical
4: typical smart mark right
1: (laughs) what was it what was it what was it about that moment that just sent you over the top though you know because obviously at this time you know uh well at that time um, you know wrestling was you know very kept you know all the backstage stuff were kept a secret so you know for them to do that in the ring non-televised uh yeah will we'll, we'll sent you over the edge
4: it, it was probably the most amazing thing that i've witnessed was when because uh, at the time i had a pretty popular wrestling hotline back when hotlines were popular it was an 800 hotline and newsletters were that time before the internet hit and before podcasts hit, obviously. So I had to know everything. But the thing is, when Triple H came out, that was the time where my mind was blown. It was just like, Wow, this is really happening. It's like I asked Jason oh, Hunter, right? Oh wow. This it is hmm. just that insane <laughs> that I, it it blew my mind. It was that moment when Triple H came out. I'll never forget it.
2: Yeah,
3: because you just think you got to think before that, you know. You had good guys and bad guys, and that was it. You never saw anything in, in between, and that was the moment where it was like, it was like, wow, you know, what's going on here, you know? And then you saw the the real life play out. I, di- I mean, we didn't really know that they were real friends. I don't know, maybe on one of the dirt sheets it may have mentioned that, because we did have a couple of the newsletters, and um, but we never just we never saw it, you know. You never saw pictures like you do now. Um, so it was very, it was very like, yeah, like behind the scenes. Um, and then when you finally saw it, you're like, wow, this is cool, you know? And, um, I almost didn't capture that moment because be of
2: me. With you. <laughs> whoa wait 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 so what happened you say you almost didn't capture the moment <laughs> what happened
4: i i almost screwed him i almost screwed him yeah <laughs> oh wow
2: so <laughs> Tell him, Jay. um
3: yeah so normally when i when i taped the shows it was about two hours two and a half hours somewhere in between that's enough tape i had on uh ep mode which is extended play um you know and uh had three batteries with me so before the 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 cage match you had the uh razor and uh hunter match and i knew it was cutting it pretty close so i wanted to get the whole cage match on on tape and so at the end of the the razor hunter match uh they started um Booing Razor because he was still in the ring, and actually Manny started a a loud chant. You know, chants weren't that big back then as they are now. Um, But back then, especially at the Garden, I guess you could say chants became kind of kind of very popular at the Garden, New York crowd, and all that. So I think you said you sold out, right? Yeah, yeah, and the thing is,
4: people people ask, oh, how are you guys, the guys that filmed the video and also started that chat because that we were that passion. I I was obviously behind the scenes, you know, doing the whole dirt sheets and all that stuff. And I was very vocal that night. And and remember, after like 10 seconds, nobody was chanting with me. And then finally, our section got along. And then the rest just... Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's how, that's
4: how it really happened. I'm like, and then after it happened, Jay, did you get that? No, I cut the camera. What? (laughs) (laughs) You ruined it. That was our night. Yeah, Uh, yeah, he was was really upset. Started
2: a chant in Madison Square Garden. You didn't give me a
4: bill. Wow. Oh man. And and thing is, we were. I was thinking that was our moment. Let's get that, and we're good. But you know. In, his back, in the back of his mind, he's like, no, you know what? I'm saving tape. I got to do something for the cage match. I want to get the whole cage match on tape. So I'm glad he didn't get those extra 10 minutes of us yelling at Razor or whatever, because who knows what would have happened. We probably would have run out of tape or, or battery, either one. Right, right. We don't know. We, we don't know.
3: Yeah. Okay. Always thought to play, play it safe, you know, and, and it paid off. <laughs>
2: so you traded the infamy of getting that champ for the curtain call so i mean i guess it's a fair trade-off
4: <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah, th- god
2: no i'm sorry i was
3: gonna say i think one of the dvds or documentaries they they played it they played the the you sold out it's somewhere because i remember hearing it <gasps> i don't know if it was dubbed in or not but i remember it was jay it was dubbed in for
2: sure <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> i remember it being it somewhere but i can't remember right but if it was dubbed in, that means they were aware that it happened. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: Everyone has something to say, a story to tell. We make it easy to share yours.
0: So let's talk. Regardless of your podcast setup, hit record. And from there, whether your podcast reaches 10 people or 10 million, we can help you get heard wherever listeners are.
4: And who knows, maybe even quit your day job. But no matter who hears you, it's about connecting. Sharing something from your perspective.
0: It's about having a voice and using it without anything standing in your way. Say it all with anger.
1: Hey, that's what's up. That's what's up. And you guys made catch your you know, history. Um at Madison Square Garden. Uh and throughout all this, you know, the, the uh throughout the outcome of this, Triple H was obviously the one who was mainly punished. Um is Triple H, you know, friends with you guys? Well,
4: I wouldn't say friends, but we know him. We obviously met him.
2: We met him, soon. yeah.
4: I don't okay. have his phone yeah, number.
2: I was going <laughs> <laughs> to ask you if he had any uh, um, uh, parting words for you guys. <laughs> and the thing is,
4: you? And, no, that's a good question. And The thing is, you would think that maybe he would have said something to us on the side or anything, but mm-hmm. even backstage when uh, we talked to him for quite a bit uh, in Brooklyn on Raw, he Was all for it, he was cool with it, and obviously, it didn't affect his career at all. I mean, look where he is now, and yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so okay, that's
1: cool. Yeah. Me and Gator, we was kind of like joking last week, man. We're <laughs> trying not to have Triple H listen to this episode, right?
2: Know? Exactly,
1: <laughs> <laughs> he may feel some type of way, but uh, that's pretty cool, man, that he was you know, you know, uh, up front, you know, excited. I to mean, meet the,
4: you guys. yeah, the only problem, the only person in the wrestling business that I know of. That has a problem with us is uh, Jim Cornette. That's the only. That's the only person that uh, it was last week on his podcast. He said, "I would like to meet the guy, you know, who filmed that, you know, and slap him in the face because he's a <laughs> piece of shit." Oh, <laughs> wow. He said
3: that. Listen to it. Yeah, he, he said that. I yeah, was I, like,
1: <laughs>
4: "So, what'd you guys think of that?" I, I just when my friend said that to me in the morning, I was just laughing like crazy. I was just. I was so happy to hear that from Jim.
2: Yeah, Ryan, I I was gonna it, say, <laughs> you, you expect
4: go. nothing less
2: from Jim Cornette. So. Exactly. yeah, typical Jim Cornette. Yeah, it just means yeah. you're near and dear to his heart. Exactly. <laughs> he, you,
1: you, guys are, you guys are on his radar, so I guess he likes you guys.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, throughout all this, you guys, you said uh, Jim Cornette aided you guys. Um, It was also uh, a word that maybe Scott Hall was trying to get you guys arrested.
4: It was actually his idea. I mean, we were when we were doing the backstage segment with uh, The Click, we were just going there to meet Hunter. And I was on the way, on the ride there, I was telling Jason, I'm like, oh, it'd be cool. I was thinking of a backstage moment where Trip, um, Shawn Michaels would just super kick one of us out of nowhere. And I didn't think we were doing anything backstage to begin with. A couple hours later, we go in and uh, we had supposedly front row tickets, which we did, but we got caught at security. Security wouldn't let us in, even though we were allowed backstage, but we still had to go through security. The tickets that we had were for front row, the, the first first row, and um, there was an issue with it. And the, the issue with it was that Sting was making an entrance that night, and they blocked off a couple of rows. And we were seated in those rows where Sting had to make his return. So we were late for the whole the setup, for the whole the meet and greet, the, or the shoot, whatever it was, or us getting arrested. And we almost didn't make it because of Sting. Not Sting's fault, but for his entrance. And then boom we're running upstairs running up piles just to finally get backstage and right away when we go back there all right just go in front of the camera and that was it so it was all shoot not work shoot no work it's like boom just go and and talk we had no time to prepare for anything
2: nope that's pretty cool i mean good thing you guys are cosmic professionals <laughs> <laughs>
1: you guys are professionals. How many times did you guys, you know, later on the night, how many times did you guys watch the tape?
4: Uh, I actually didn't because there's there's a reason why I didn't. Because back then, those VHS tapes, anytime you copy them, the quality gets worse. Anytime mm. you view them, the quality gets a little worse. So if I copied one copy for you, one copy for, for him, you won't you won't notice it, but if by side by side after a while, you will see it. That's why every time you see the WWE played on their DVDs, on their videos, you'll see how bad the quality is. And the truth yeah. is, our quality is not bad. It's actually good, but the fact that it, it got leaked out, it got copied, it got copied, it just became so worse. That's why when they aired it in nineteen ninety seven, the Brian Gimlin Memorial Raw. I, not only were we mad that it got leaked and we saw it, it was like, whoa, that's our tape, this is messed up. I, I was so angry, but another reason why I was really angry was, wait a second, why is our quali- their quality so bad? That's what mind boggled me. It's like, it was <laughs> terrible. Yeah. It's like this shaky camera, you can't even see who those four figures are in this blue steel cage. Wait a second, why didn't they get a better quality? And it's just that because it was been copied so much. I've, I've only viewed my tape three times that's
2: all so you guys and were pretty I, active in the tape trading back then J- so yeah how Jace did they tra- was, i was yep yeah, yep
4: yeah, go
2: ahead so how did they track? kind of track it back to you guys because i know it was once you nice. know back to the tra- you know the the tape trading back in the day i mean you will have a tape from new japan that's been copied 15 times
4: <laughs> before right. you got
2: lay eyes on it so how did they kind of backtrack it to you guys and put the finger mm. on you
4: great question um I actually stayed away from telling anybody that me and Jason filmed it or had anything to do with the current call. Even when I had my hotline, and when I wrestled, when I even all my wrestling fans that I used to watch, I would, say, I would never tell them anything about the current call because I was just so upset of it. So that how it got leaked out. So I just took it out of my mind. Like it didn't exist for many, many, many years. And then I would never even contact WWE that we do this, that, this, that. I think it was Jason when he saw something on WWE.com that made it happen, made all this happen actually.
3: Yeah. So, um, well, back in the day, I mean, we we gave it to a few trusted friends of ours, and and looking back, I know now like when you see these videos on TMZ, they have that that watermark like the yeah. in, in the background. I mean, that would have been great to, to have the, for us to put it on right. you know the video, but, but obviously, you know, we didn't have those capabilities, but. Um, yeah we we gave it to a few close friends of ours and we gave it to a friend who was a dirt sheet writer who we thought was a big deal in the business or he acted like a big deal but um um, and then what happened was he he just gave it to his little cronies and then they gave it to their friend then that's how it just made made it it pretty much blew up from there i mean i don't know uh you know i don't know if he got any favors from it you know what i mean manny i don't know he was <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't know I that. was the
4: one yeah i was i was the one that screwed over jay that that time too i get, i gave out the tape by accident to, i don't know <laughs> for whatever reason mm-hmm. i shouldn't have but then again i'm 16 years old at that time I'm like oh let me give yeah, this the tape and i didn't yeah. know any better yeah. I, yeah. and so you anyway... know, there's so there's so many so many People that have made money off the tape by selling it on newsletters. Yeah. This side, this side. We, we never did that. We never sold it once. You know. We just gave it. No.
3: But mm-hmm. we gave it to people because we were we did it for the right reasons. We did it as as fans. You right, know. Right. We kept it to ourselves. We we didn't we didn't do it to oh we're gonna make a lot of money off this. Um, like I said, if there was a TMZ back then, and yeah, maybe maybe there might be something there, but. Well, we did, I mean, we couldn't really sell it because it was, we did it illegally, you know, so, you know, we, yeah. we, we taped something, it's like taping a, yeah. a movie and then selling, you know,
2: <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah it's true.
3: almost the, the same, I guess, but, um, so you wanted to know, like, how it, um, how we got, how we got noticed, well, like, like, Manny said, you know, it, we saw it on uh we saw it on raw and then all over the place after that it wasn't viral because the internet you know wasn't right. a big big deal especially online video that, that came out you know much later uh streaming and all that but um basically i saw i started noticing it in dvds and and you know the the, the documentary dvds back in the in the early 2000s and Monday night, the Monday night war DVDs and all, all that. It's like every, it was like all over the place. And, yeah. um, you know, and I'm thinking, I'm like, man, it's, well, we'll, we'll never get nor is it Nor would they probably even care who did it, you know, cause they already had the footage. So, um, it wasn't until they like, made 2014 that they had a segment on www.com about the, um, curtain call and they interviewed a few of the, the, the superstars and, uh, there was a comment section. So I wrote a little comment saying that, Hey, this is my video, me and my friend's video. Uh, you know, uh, if anybody wants to contact me, they, they, uh, they can. Oh, wow. And, and I didn't think anything would come of it. I thought maybe, maybe there might be a fan who might message me on Facebook or something. But, uh, months later I got a, a LinkedIn message on, uh, uh my you know linked in from a ww producer and uh asking me if i was the jason cosmetis who taped the curtain call and to call him and uh, that's how all this got got started but i i didn't run to really understand why they wanted to speak to me because they just did the monday night uh, war series and one of the episodes was the click and they talked about that so i really thought that that was if that was the time where we probably should have got mentioned, it may have been that, but I didn't know that there was a DVD in the works. So, I mean, you talk about timing and then, and then, um, you know, they interviewed me and I said, well, you got to interview Manny. I mean, he's the guy you hear, you know, I'm, I'm the guy who lost his voice. I didn't have a voice that (laughs) night towards the end of the night. So, uh, so yeah. So unfortunately they couldn't get us together in this, in the same room through, you know, travel distance and all that. But, uh, they were able to interview me at a at a smackdown when they were down here and manny went was fortunate enough to go up to the the actual wwe uh, headquarters and interview there which i'm jealous of that must have been really cool how <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: yeah. was the headquarters visit
4: it was yeah. nice you know they they showed <clears throat> they showed me everywhere even where they you know store their tapes it's all all black tapes with just numbers on them um just the whole tour and everything was nice. It was, it was such a great experience, you know?
1: That's really cool, man. That's that's, that's real cool. Uh, Manny also spoke about uh, you didn't want to tell nobody. I mean, I know at the moment, you know, it was a, you know, you guys didn't notice there was a huge moment that was happening in wrestling. But, you know, why did you guys just wanted to keep it to you guys' selves?
4: For me, it's just the way the tape leaked out. I mean, it didn't really become popular in the DVDs until, like, you know, 10 years ago, and then five years ago, and then most recently it's on AD a few times, you know, on the Stone Cold one, on the Sean one, and the Brett one, and it just, it's becoming really popular. And, and the thing is, I shied away from it for that reason, but when when the WWE called in late 2014, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to talk about it and break my silence, it's got to it's be for the right people. It's got to be for the WWE, and it worked out for the better, you know? Hey man, that's cool. That's
1: real, real cool. I know if it was me
4: and it got leaked
1: out, I'm pretty sure I was like, hold on, wait a minute, that's our video. Like that's, that's you know, you that you hear Gator in this streaming and I'm recording, cool that's our video. I wanna I wanna get that out there. Like I wanna hold it back. And I understand, yeah, back then it's you know been copied a million times, but
2: man. That's crazy. And you probably thought it might be some legal ramifications <laughs> too back
3: yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. It's like, did, did, did we want to get noticed, you know, because, right. because maybe they can come after us, you know, uh, but we were kids back then. So I think we were, we were in the clear, but, um, yeah, it was, it was tough. You know, it's like, you know, somebody has something of, of, of yours and, yeah. you know, like Manny says, somewhere profiting, profiting off of it or, um, just, you know, doing it for bragging rights, um, you know, and so we just kind of moved on. I mean, it didn't define us, you know, but we just kind of, we kind of just moved on from it. And, and then years later, you know, as you see now, a lot of nostalgia is big now, especially from the eighties and nineties, right. you know, people just like to think of the good old times, you know, especially with the pandemic going on and just kind of reflect back on, on, uh, on the those good old days where it seemed yeah. like they were innocent times, you know, uh, mm-hmm. at least back in our, you know, when you're younger and in your eyes, you know, just you're living like a little
2: bubble, you know. Right, right. <laughs> so, question, do you still have any of the tapes? Not the well, actually the tape. Do you still actually have the physical tape or did you keep any of those tapes that you used to record back then? Um,
4: well, let's say I have a, a storage locker with um, a whole bunch of VHS tapes. That was my vision is to record everything. So I have over 350 VHS tapes of wrestling that I recorded. Mm. Um, and they're all in my storage, and, uh, alongside other wrestling memorabilia that I just keep there. There's only one tape that I keep with me, and that's the original. And uh, how about maybe we show it to you guys? How about that? Oh. I may just have it. That I would be amazing. Have, I, may <laughs> it, I may just have it. I may just have it about a foot away from me, so I might as. Well. Oh wow! Right? <laughs> really,
2: dude, man, that would be amazing man, to see goes. the original tape that started yes, it off. it would off. be. <laughs> the thing is,
4: A uh, and E edited this out because obviously, for time reasons, we did the one-hour yeah. interview. I see I was in there for two minutes, but hey, let's show it. Why not? And usually my hands shake when I show this, so just bear with oh, man. me. <laughs> my hands okay. are gonna shake
2: a little bit too, so don't worry <laughs> about it.
4: <laughs> that is Ooh. the curtain call tape, the original, and uh, it wow. says it says the house show stuff. That's World Tour de Force, and mm. um, what else I see here? Madison Square Garden, May nineteen ninety six, World Wrestling Federation. And if you open up the tape here, it's actually going to say May 19th, MSG boot, because we call them bootlegs, and the shortcase yeah. would say boot, MSG boot, May 19th. And, wow. and the thing is, with this tape, there's other stuff on it too, but this is the original, the best quality you can get. And the yeah. fact is, nice. I ripped off the tab so nobody can record over it. Well, that that's how we, over, that's how we security. You know, oh, this is it on Maxwell VHS yeah. tape. That's the original straight from the camera.
2: Oh man, yeah, man, That's cool. that is that is pretty dang awesome, dude. Like <laughs> to actually see the actual tape of the curtain call, like live in person. You know, and not That's the cool. blur- go <laughs> see,
4: and not the blurry stuff you see on TV. Right, this one's actually a good copy. I and I don't re I don't understand why they never asked me for the original or why they never asked jay for the original because wouldn't they want the better quality what you see on all these dvds but you yeah maybe it will uh they will wind up in some sort of museum where they're trying to do in the next year or two i mean that's what they're doing these hidden treasure sh- treasure shows for for that reason right. to collect all this for a physical hall of fame or a physical museum so that's probably what's what's next for me and Jason if anything. Oh
2: yeah. It's probably got a spot already set up in that that, that hall <laughs> of fame that they are envisioning uh <laughs> soon. Hey man, that's
1: that's pretty cool. I, I really I, I dig that. That's really cool, oh, yeah. man. And uh you guys have spoken about, you know, how you guys, you know, then you guys were, you know, young and stuff like that. Um you guys are still into the product now and what's your guys' thoughts on the product
4: now? Yeah i'm still into it as far as reading the dirt sheets the internet that's it <laughs> i haven't been watching since obviously since the pandemic i know the crowd knows it's pumped in you know you got the videos no they got to do what they got to do but once the crowds start come back i'll start watching again
1: okay
3: yeah Jason. i i don't um i don't i don't watch it uh like manny said i'll you know i'll read online i'll read like what you know uh what a lot of the old guys, you know, say they'll re- rehash about the past, and I'll read about stuff like that, or like if somebody old, you know, comes back, or when they have these like reunion shows, or um, you know, uh, like Goldberg's fighting or Brock Lesnar, you know, maybe I'll I'll watch I'll watch that, but um, pretty much is reading reading about you know what Eric Bischoff said, or what Jim Cornette said, or you know just you know or what Who? who's brett, brett hart pissed off at now who screwed right. him you know stuff like mm. stuff like that I'll just that's kinda, every other you know, month by the way yeah yeah, yeah i'll just get a <laughs> kick out of that stuff for they'll just talk about something that happened 25 30 years ago you know and um just those old old stories that you never even heard about until today they just get brought up and then you know but mm. yeah Ooh.
1: That's cool. Uh, well, that's understandable because a lot of people, you know, it's not, you know, such as you guys have been a fan for a long time, especially in that time, are not really, you know, fan of the products no more. Uh, what is it about the product now that you guys uh, turn away from it? Well, it's for me, it's, uh, yeah, it's not
4: entertaining. For me, it's like, the, the constant heel and face turns, constant uh mm. changes. I was a fan of the guys holding the belts for a year, literally, a year. It
3: meant something, yeah. The mm. world title,
4: Intercontinental uh, tag title. Now there's 10 titles, and they all change hands here and there. Everybody's turning face, everybody's turning the storylines. Change all the time, and uh, it's too rushed. You have 12, 13 pay per views a year. I was happy with four. Uh, mm. I don't know if the Fans just get bored and need change, or the young kids they, they need change all the time, and just I can't adapt to that. I can't. And the characters even meant something back in the 80s and the 90s yeah. the golden era, the added era, the new generation era. Every character meant something, even if you're in the bottom of the card, the middle of the card, the main event. Guys like even Doink that meant something, you know, and it's like it's a, it's lost, it's lost. And I hate to talk bad about wrestling, but then, then again, you know, it's the truth. As wrestling fans, we're allowed to because that's what we do. We should have the product. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but yeah. then but then if we hear someone else that's not a wrestling fan talk bad about it, then we get angry.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just not entertaining. I mean you you gotta go back to the times where why I started to watch. It was just it was entertaining, those characters were larger than life. Sure, you heard that many times. You know, a lot of the, the the superstars were just just big. They just, you know, and and I know they got bashed because oh, they were on steroids. You know, beefed up. You know, yeah. but um, they were characters, and I don't think you see you don't see that now. You don't see gimmicks. You just see like they're just they're just like everyday people trying to act like somebody they're they're not, and it just yeah. looks so fake. It looks so so scripted. I mean, the, the way that they shoot the cameras and, and, and the the interviews, it's almost like you can predict what's going to happen next. Who's going to jump in the scene? Who's going to, who's going to, you know, uh, knock the other person out, you know, it's just it. And, you know, like Manny said the so many pay-per-views, um, you know, why is raw three hours? It used to be one hour. Nobody complained. We thought it was great. Raw was one hour. It was must see TV. And, um, even, you know, the shows on Saturday and Sunday and, and we, we watched it. We, we didn't, nobody complained, oh man, it's gotta be longer than this. And the pay per for, you know, uh, four times a year. And then they started to add to in your houses and it was, um, it was great. It had something to look forward to, but I think this thing, as society changed, people just want more and more. And then just, you know, nobody wants to just stay, uh, people got impatient. So they want yeah. constant change and, you know, um, it's just probably just a, a society thing. I mean, you got to remember, too, also back then you had, well, for me, at least you had the, uh, the three promotions. You had WWF, WCW, and ECW. And we watched all three and it was easier. To, it was easier to follow. I mean, yeah, it got true. to the point now it's just everything's all over the place. And <laughs> um, back then it was just. It, I just think it was it was great great to be a wrestling fan during the the mid 90s.
1: Mm, hey Amen, you right about that. Yeah, I remember when RAW was just one hour. I remember when the pay per views was just four, and now you know it's just oversaturated with you know so much going on. You know, and it's you know it's it's real cool to hear you guys' perspective because you guys have been wrestling fans from a long time, and you see you know uh, different things and. You know, is 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 very really interesting. What you guys think about, you know, um uh how Triple H is running NXT? Or do you love watching? I love it. Watch
4: it? I love I love what he's doing. I love what Sean's doing for NXT. I mean NXT is like the future breeding ground, which you know it's it's the breeding ground for WWE superstars, which is nice. Even though it was cool just to have at before this the whole uh, FCW, NXT. It was cool for yeah. them to just grab guys from here and there. But it's nice to have their own little grown garden. It's awesome. Yeah.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah, I, Ooh, cool. yeah I, I agree. I agree that it was a long time coming. And I, I think I remember hearing uh, Triple H say the reason why he started getting involved with Next was the uh, he was part of the WCW power plant. Um, mm. And he said that he... WWE needed that. So now that they have their, you know, developmental program. And um, so that's, that's good. That's good that they're, you know, I guess it's been around what, almost 10 years now, right? Almost.
2: Yeah, it's been around a yeah. while now. I mean, in this current incarnation, probably about what, about four years, uh, four or five years in this current incarnation. But yeah, the actual concept all the way back to FCW, yeah, it's been, yeah, yeah. about 10 years or so. Yeah. But I think. I mean, NXT is really kind of gimmick driven. It's more like what you guys were talking about that you liked about res- you know, wrestling back in the day. Right. Where it's a little bit yeah. more gimmick driven. You actually have gimmicks there, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And I guess that goes back to Triple H being kind of more of an old school mentality kind of wrestler. Right. And you know, I mean of course once they get to the main roster, all that stuff's mm-hmm. gone, but at least at NXT you mm-hmm. get that little quaint little bubble of gimmick. Uh, Gimmickly uh, gimmicky goodness, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that you can indulge yeah. in, you know. Yeah, yeah another yes. thing, another thing I was
3: thinking about, um, and I know I t- talked to Manny about it, is that why they don't, and I don't know, maybe due to, due to rights, but why they don't bring back um, the gimmicks, like old the gimmicks that they had in the past, like mm-hmm. have a new demolition, have a new Doink the Clown, have a new uh, Nature Boy, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? there was a nature boy, uh, buddy Rogers before Ric Flair, you know, why can't there not be another one? Um, you know, uh, those type of things where if they find the right person, it might work and maybe don't have them talk so much because look what happened with Ronda Rousey. She talked too much, right? It's like, why can't she be like a China, not, not say anything. And you could still be, you know, and, you know, still make a, a big impact. You know, oh, yeah. that's how I feel like that's probably when, you know, sometimes they don't always need to talk because I think that kind of hurts him, you know, just.
2: Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I know Dre and I had a conversation with it last week about, Hey, we'd love to see some managers come back. I mean, yeah. The- Jim Cornette is, you know, love him or hate him, but, I mean, he talked people in the buildings back down when he was uh, in uh, WCW and, you know, even uh, Miss south and those places like that. I mean, you know, you can go back to Bobby the Brain. Heck, I mean, you can even go back to Slick uh you know those guys <laughs> that can really right. talk you into being interested if you had a guy who just wanted to be a big warlord barbarian mean looking guy to grunt you could have him actually speak for him so exactly I mean, you know, those were yep. great times back then jj Dillon, paul uh paul Ellering, you know paulie dangerously those were great you know components to making great wrestling stables right so i would love to see that again <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That'll be dope. That'll be dope. Um, I asked this question uh, a couple of times here on the podcast, Max. You guys, because you guys kind of like hinted at it a little bit, because how like you said uh, how it just you know seems you know uh, out of wrestling come off, at least the WWE uh, come off nowadays. Do you think our social media um, helped or hurt the wrestling business?
4: I think it it actually helped. Social media is what everybody's doing now, as far as talking about wrestling you got you know the the podcast which is great everybody's got one but that's cool because we love doing them now um it's actually helping a lot because look everybody's talking about wrestling still to this day which is good even though the ratings are a little down obviously for you know the reasons that they are but you know but if you look at it back in the day there was in the 60s 70s there was no internet but people still watch the product and people still continue to watch the product with or without the internet. So I think it's helping either way.
1: Okay. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. I asked that because, you know, you say, uh, um, you know, it's like there, you know, it's no distinguish, you know, from the guys that you see on TV. Then when you scroll down, you know, on your phone, maybe, and you see, you know, a superstar, you know, but back then there was characters. It was, you know, it was a switch basically. You know, you'll, you'll see Shawn Michaels, and but you won't see really Shawn, Shawn Bottoms, you know, but right. that's why I kind of like ask that question. What person said, you know, kind of like hurt the rest of the business because it would be great if they were just, you know, in, you know, characters, you know, stuff like that. But hey, hey, to each his own,
2: though, to each his own. Fabe is great to a certain yeah. extent, you know, <laughs> I Miss Fabe to a certain extent, man yeah you know You've how do you feel about it jason you feel like social media is kind of affected um the way wrestling is perceived these days maybe we it's, it's a little too real for us or not real enough
3: <laughs> yeah i mean it look it was going to change anyway when you when the internet started to blow up you know yeah. you know the newsletters were going to just be you know uh, websites and it's the way that that information was just going to just going to get out about, about rustling and stuff. And then obviously social media put it. So now you obviously see, you see the rustle, not just as characters, but as real people, you right. know, where you, you never, you never saw that, um, 20 years ago, but, um, I don't know. It's just, it's a different world now. So, um, you know, and it, it, the problem is with the social media in, in general is that, um, uh, sometimes people just can't keep their opinions to themselves, you know, and it, (laughs) I I think John Cena recently made a boo-boo and said something he shouldn't have, you know? So, I mean, it just, sometimes it's best just to, you know, just stay off of it, you know? Right. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Sometimes it's best to stay off of it, man. Just keep your mouth shut though. (laughs) Uh, You guys, man, I appreciate you guys joining me on the podcast. Uh, one last thing, um, unless you Post Gator. I have any more questions for you. Um, you guys say, of course, the wrestling business is changing, and it's just, it's just, you know, it's just a little bit too much for you, or not enough, or
4: whatever. Um, how you guys, or like, or thoughts on AEW? I'm very happy for what they're doing. I mean, it's it's fresh. It's good for the for all generations. Young kids love it. It's something new for the alternative, and they're doing a great job.
1: Okay cool cool cool
3: jason yeah i i agree i mean i don't i don't watch it but i'll i'll tune in flip in the channel or i'll see the commercial or i'll just read about it but i i do be before it started i know there was a huge buzz about it as being the, the alternative uh product and i know some of the guys from wwe went over there so i mean the good thing is i can see at some point maybe some uh partnership you know between both companies and we could finally have like a real kind of wrestlemania where you get the the best of the best of both worlds which we we're really hoping mm-hmm. with with you know wcw back in the day to see a lot of dream matches but um you know maybe we'll finally see something like that you know what do they say you know they'll do what's best for business so yeah. i mean make it happen you know we live in a world everybody's got to come together now so let's let's do something like that you know yeah.
1: You're right. You're right. That'll be great. Fantasy booking yep. is something else though. But uh you, yeah. you also you also just missing, you know, just you know, if they did that, you will watch though. What would it take for the wrestling um, I guess universal wrestling world um, to do for to gain Jason back as a full time <laughs> fan?
3: Make it more entertaining, bring back the bring back the, 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 the characters. Um I mean, you know, I, I, what I don't like is that it's kind of crazy because you think of them bringing back a lot of these, these old time, uh, wrestlers, you know, still wrestling that back when we were watching, it's like, man, this person's way past their prime. They're in their forties. You remember Manny? Like used to get made fun of if, if a wrestler (laughs) came back in their forties, you know, you think of the, um, billionaire Ted skits, you know, they're, they used to trash on Hogan and, and Savage and, you know, and, um, and now it's like no, now they have guys wrestling in their fifties. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just different,
4: I guess. And they're hall of famers at thirty-eight years old. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I think I think
1: that's 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 something we need to talk about too because they they becoming hall of famers too soon though. Real too soon.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, that was my last question, guys. So if you could have the dream match, anybody in their prime this person versus this person what would be the dream match that you guys
4: would want to see i would i would probably say one of my favorites before he was who he was i would say brian pillman in wcw mm-hmm. versus uh a night uh late 90s stone cold steve austin oh oh man
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, that was good <laughs> I have I have two. I mean I'm sure this this man, there's so many. We can go on and on. Ugh. Um one just popped in my in my mind. Actually there's three. I'm gonna mention three. Um Hogan against Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. You know Oh yeah, the the one that never happened. <laughs> the one that never happened. <laughs> um Sting against Undertaker, which everybody was right hoping for. We we almost had it and then we didn't have it and and then you know, then Sting's gone. Undertaker right. retires. Um, but and then Bret Hart
2: against Kurt Angle. Oh wow, wow. That That's would be awesome. That's that good. would be awesome. A is Prime versus a Brendan's Prime, that that would be awesome, yeah. man. I would love to see that. But I will say, don't say Sting versus Undertaker too loud, because they may hear you, and we may end up seeing a Saudi Arabia main event yeah. <laughs> with the two of them right now. We want them in their prime, <laughs> not right now. Yeah. yeah. And they, hey, they could
3: have... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, uh, said that they could have or should have pulled it off, even if they did that uh what they did last year that kind of theatrical graveyard oh, type that would have been magic. perfect for that yeah yeah because <laughs> they can did, re, they can do redo it so many times if something didn't work out as planned they could they could have had a really good um they could have had a really good match it could have been really great production you know oh, but
1: yeah, yeah. that would have been great man that would have been great a match we never saw in in uh in wrestling man if i yep. if i can answer this one i'm gonna say uh the rock in his prime versus Shawn Michaels in his prime yeah you know i think Ooh. that's a match we, mm-hmm. we never got also too but uh man that have been awesome hey yo man manny and jason man i appreciate you guys joining me and also my co-host gator live this week on the 11 30 podcast talk pro wrestling uh before you guys go any shout outs any questions you guys would like to say I do have
4: I actually do have a comment I didn't get really get to say uh, about okay. call. Okay. Um, I was just thinking like if we did this as far as videotaping an event this happened where character was broken or kayfabe was broken or how we heard the business let's say if we did this in the 50s 60s or 70s right now there's a reason why we wouldn't be talking because not only would we be hated by the fans we'd get death threats by the That's
2: fans right.
4: yeah. by the actual wrestlers yeah. and as for, and obviously the bookers and all the promoters we'd be we'd be hated as fans all throughout and we'd probably be dead by now for doing yeah. that but yeah. the fact that we did it in the 90s and it got well-known it's like now everybody's cool with it now everybody loves us which is great you know it's just the timing i guess the timing was was right because yeah can you you imagine we would have to be hiding right now if we did that (laughs) back in the day and the fact that we did in the 90s it's just like every day you know someone messages us hey can you do this podcast oh we appreciate what you did you guys are legends you know i appreciate all all the comments that we get which is nice Hey, yeah, man that's awesome. what's up you guys Take,
2: took a risk yeah 10 years <laughs> earlier actually y'all yeah, would have been in some trouble so <laughs> you know yeah man
1: that's cool that's that's real awesome man i appreciate you guys uh you know coming through um but like i said you know any shout outs anything you guys would like to say
3: um no i mean if anyone wants to contact me message me on on uh facebook they can you know i'll be glad to answer any questions um i used to have uh a youtube page where i had a bunch of the videos up some of my videos that i shot and some of other of the other fan cams from other uh that other people shot and then it got it got taken down it got it got banned and it was a pretty good uh pretty good page because it took me a while to upload a lot of those videos but i don't know maybe i'll do that again but i i I don't know why they they banned it because i see a lot of these other there's other videos on youtube and they're not getting they're not getting pulled down so i don't know Mm. we'll see maybe i might consider doing something like that i just have to digitize all the the um all the videos i have and make them into files and then upload them and i'm sure that'll take time but i'm sure a lot of people would be interested in that you know have a lot of great stuff (laughs) yeah i have a lot of great stuff that that i got from other from other um well tape traders well whatever you want to call them other other fans that have a collection like mine and a lot of the stuff is really good quality i mean they were able to get it from direct from the source and um there's like an iron man match between brett and owen that was at the nassau coliseum that that was pretty cool that nobody probably ever saw the original ladder match uh, well, this is probably on YouTube. There was an original ladder match uh, between Razor and Shawn Michaels uh, in January of '94, before the WrestleMania match. That was mm. pretty good. That was probably like the the warm up match, you know that right. that then said, "Hey, let's let's put that on pay per view." So there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff that I would mm. love to share with everybody. So
1: yeah, uh, man, that's, that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. It seemed like YouTube was hating on you guys, man, for real. <laughs> yeah. YouTube just hating on you, man. They knew you guys with the Curtain Call kids. They was like, nah, man, we ain't, nah, really, Just take yeah. it down. But, uh, man, yeah. keep doing you guys' thing, man. I appreciate uh, you guys uh, being on the show this week and just sitting down, chatting with uh, uh, me and my guy, Gator. I appreciate, Manny. uh For showing us the original tape of the Curtain Call, that's that's something I'm never going to forget. And I just appreciate all the insight that Jason and both of you guys brought to the table. Uh, Gator, oh, you want to yeah. say anything? I know, I know Gator probably want to say something,
2: man. All I want to say is it's been a pleasure to have you guys on there. I'm still kind of handshaking. <laughs> I saw the original, call <laughs> taken. man, guys, y'all, y'all are amazing. <laughs> and it's cool that you know to sit down and talk to people who played such a pivotal part in what mm-hmm. we consider now as wrestling history. So, man, guys, right. I appreciate y'all coming on the show, man. This is awesome. awesome. Thank you for Gator, having us. It's been a yes, pleasure.
4: Yes, Dre. Thank you. And if yeah. you guys want to reach me, or anybody, but wants to reach me, I'm on Instagram W2B, current call Kid, and Facebook Manny Motani. Oh yeah, alright, All righty. All righty. I love talking to people.
1: So okay, that's cool. That's cool. Once again, you guys, man, I appreciate you guys joining me this week on the 11:30 podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling. Thank you. Thank you. Yo, man, he and Jason, man, I appreciate you joining me and Gator this week on the 11:30 podcast talk pro wrestling. Man, it was an awesome time chopping it up with you guys this week, uh, man. Uh, this gotta be one of my favorite episodes of talk pro wrestling you guys man for everybody who listen you gotta watch it you, you gotta come on uh youtube now to watch it so you can see the classic tape of the curtain call man like i, I didn't know this was gonna be happening today man <laughs> this was an awesome awesome episode shout out to my man gator live for joining me on the podcast this month man i just like I was telling you, man, you're welcome to come back anytime. The week after, I know the month of May was uh my co-host Gator. So uh, yo, man, like if you're down next week, We're going to chop it up some more next week. But once again, Jason and Manny, uh, man, it was an awesome time chopping it up with you guys just to, you know, hear you guys' insight and everything about the whole night of the curtain call and, you know, everything, man. So you guys keep your guys' head up. And now Manny said something, you know, real cool, man. If this would have took place in the 60s or the 50s, man, we would have been, we would have been, you know, somewhere we wouldn't have been found, put it like that, (laughs) you know, but man oh man because i know like i would have felt some type of way like oh wait a minute i know i'm the original guy i was yelling my partner was holding the video camera and you telling me it's it's like getting played so many times like oh no like no i want to get credit like for real and i'm glad you guys got the credit for real and not just some uh other guy that you may thought was in the business or whatnot you know but uh Yo, man, this was really, really a cool interview. Um, really cool insight how these guys uh, feel about the business now. I know that was, like, one of my main questions because uh, people who watch wrestling, man, or, you know, yeah, people who watch wrestling back in the 90, 1995, 96, 94, it's 2021 now. I'm like, man, shit has changed. Like they said, the internet is here. Social media is on fire. Like, the wrestling, of course, everything has changed. So, I mean, there's not too many people who still are diehard fans. Then man, but uh, yo, shout out to my man Deshaun Whip Dog Whipple, who was from Detroit. You know, uh, who, he was at WrestleMania, um, three in the Pontiac, Michigan, uh, Pontiac, Michigan, Pontiac, Michigan, and you know, he's still a wrestling fan now, but of course, he, he had the views, um, just like these guys, man. So it's just wrestling, man. It just gotta do better to do better and this was an awesome awesome episode yo man shout out once again to my man jason and manny you guys from long island new york you guys also go check them out or check out He's part of the a Shawn sean michaels documentary special and you know so hey and uh shout out to jason for being like yo man i understand they hit me up but you gotta bring my man manny on too he, he's the one screaming. And Manny, like, yo, but you got to bring Jason on here to run the course. So, them friends, man, from night, that was what, 96? 96, and it's 20. That's, that's what's up. That's what's up. I'm be of on out of here, you guys. What an episode. It's Friday. Hope you guys are enjoying your Friday. It's been a wonderful day. Um, as you can tell for me and also Gator, man. Gator's not of here now. But uh, I'm out of here, on out of here. I just had to do the last round duties. And yo, man, before I do get on out of here, yo, don't forget to follow my man Gator, you guys. Yes, follow my man Gator um on social media at Live underscore down. Five and also follow the Down Five podcast on Instagram. Also, follow the Dope Discussions with Erica podcast on Instagram and subscribe to both podcasts wherever you get your podcasts at. Yo, for real. And also, you guys, man, don't forget to follow the 1130 podcast on all social media platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Dre on Wheels. Follow me on Instagram at the 1130 podcast. Like the 1130 podcast on Facebook. Subscribe. Yes, subscribe to the 1130 podcast on YouTube. You dig? Yeah. uh, Man, for real, leave a comment and do all that good stuff so we can get the 1130 podcast up, up, and out there even more. And also, you guys, man, the 1130 podcast main show, you guys, each and every Wednesday on EB Radio and YouTube, streaming at 1130 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the 1130 Podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling, you dig, you guys, man, is available on iHeartRadio. So, salute, subscribe on iHeartRadio. Follow me on Spotify. Leave a five-star rating in the review on Apple Podcasts. You know how we get down. And if you would like to be a guest here on the podcast, email me. That's the1130podcast at gmail.com. the 1130 podcast at gmail.com. For real. Man, what a show. What a, what a show. I'm about to on out of here, man. For real. Oh. <laughs> Yo, man. Appreciate my man Gator for joining me this week on the podcast. That's my co host of the month of May. We may have him back this next week. Most likely, we probably are. And also, once again, Manny and Jason, thank you so much for being on the show. Keep, keep in, keep in yourselves. Stay real. Stay prayed up and all that good stuff. Yo, Shaman Dre, a.k.a. Dre on Wheels. Not mad.
0: I'm from the city, yeah. DC. That's where I'm from. 11:30 hey, podcast. You Dre your Willsy is the baby. one. Hey. Let's get it. Yeah. Who with me? Hey. Let's get it. Yeah. You know it. Who with me? Yeah. I'm from the city, yeah. DC. That's He's where I'm from. Let's see. get it. 11:30 yeah. podcast. Hey. Dre your Willsy is the one. He the one, nigga. So us baby. He the one. The one. with me? So yeah. he breeze, baby. Let's get it. You Who know it. But they ain't stopping this I'ma keep making hits Tray with you know it ain't no copy In Was you sitting there on a the copy with